No, for for real though. They found out who DB Cooper was. Yeah, they like legitimately like have theorized who it is. Did they find his bones or something? Yeah, they found his bones. <laughs> They found a bag that said DB Cooper's bones. DB Cooper's bones. Do not open <laughs> what? Do not open till Xmas. <laughs> uh but yeah, it was uh I can't think of anyone who funny to fake say who it was. Because it wasn't it, it was like a Vietnam vet who like oh. like a, a a person who's a Vietnam vet theorized that it was a friend of his who would have all the training necessary to like pull off that stunt and like the boring answer is like it was just some soldier and apparently. wait did did he live did he survive or did he die i mean the theory is that he survived oh okay cool. the working theory is that he survived with the money and just like i don't know buried it to hey, grow you know a money what? tree like, good good for him Better he than stole a money in like a shitload and didn't hurt anybody right and got away i hope so because we're gonna we're gonna say that he didn't hurt anybody <laughs> not do any research yikes D.B. Cooper, which of course stands for Dustbuster Cooper. A hero of media majors. He is a folktale hero. Yeah. He's our generation's Paul Bunyan. Um, because he also had a sexual relationship with a big blue ox named Babe. What do we do on this show? Uh, we make very weird claims about folktales. Mostly we tell stories we about We sure do. Media, I talk about movies and TV, and my name is Liam Senior. You talk about video games on the internet, and your name is Kong Lockney. Mm-hmm. Um... It's our triple digit episode. Damn. Uh, 101. What's our theme? Back to basics. It's our back to basics episode. Kind it's of our is. Zoe 101. Oh, Ooh. Jamie Lynn. Do I look good? I'm a dear. What a weird. She's not dead. <laughs> no, that's right. What a weird theme song. Uh, I'm going first. We have a theme. What's the theme? I would fucking don't know what it was, homie. Our theme well, was. It's like, I would say our theme is like. Uh, uh, internet like internet companies yeah i guess i so. think that's the weird well just... not really mine's i'm doing tumblr drama part two this week and you're right tumblr. i don't think we have a fucking theme this week fuck it we don't even have a theme every week sometimes back to tired. basics that's the theme back to basics we don't have a theme if anybody hears that like wiggling in the background we're recording with a dog in the room and, and she's being delightful yeah oh she knows we're talking Aww, about her secret mascot so we've talked about movie past in the past uh, specifically, Movie Passes Venture, where they like secretly fund a movie and then email everybody like, "Wouldn't it be crazy if you want to see this movie this weekend?" Mm. Uh, listen to our Gaudi episode. Um, according to Movie Pass, the service made up to 35 percent of American Animals uh, money, which is another movie that they like ventured in, mm -hmm. and uh, forty percent of Gaudi's tickets. But Movie Pass has been in the news a lot recently, and I thought we'd just give like a quick little 101 it. basic overpass of Movie Pass. So the year's 2011, and Stacy Spikes and Hammett Watt, two <laughs> real people, <laughs> so good, uh, have an idea. The idea is like, what if we paid for your movies? <laughs> Four people. I like it so far. Uh, somehow it was backed by T True Ventures, AOL Ventures, Lambert Media, Moxie Pictures, and other venture and uh, venture capitalists. Do we know? Do we know how they pitched that? Like I don't. I, I couldn't would find it. Love to know what they told VCs to to get that funding. So the company launched its beta in June 2011 in San Francisco, and during initial trials, it encountered a lot of resistance from movie theaters who were like this no, way, what are you doing what? like we need to make our money which is weird because movie theaters don't actually make money through the tickets that 
would be ridiculous. That goes to the movies. They make money off solely of concessions, off concessions, such, which yeah. is why concessions are so expensive. Well, I feel like movie. I, I'm not like I don't. I'm not an expert. I don't. Have, this is the wrong podcast for that. Mm. But uh, everybody listening, we are experts. But like, it feels like movies would make more money off of Movie Pass because they like. Because it feels like if I'm spending less money on a movie ticket, I'm more inclined to spend money on concessions. Yeah, I feel like I, because I save so much money, I'm going to go all out. Yeah, because I'm because I I, mean, I don't have to spend seventeen fucking dollars for a movie ticket. Yeah. Uh, so they went on a temporary hiatus because they. F- so the basic problem with movie ca- pass is that it's two people came up with socialism and thought that they could fund socialism through capitalism yeah which doesn't which doesn't it's not work. how we do uh, especially because those wily capitalists are sure to catch on eventually in august 2011 the company partnered with the hollywood movie money to conduct its service through like a pre-existing voucher program and cinema network uh the voucher system was replaced because users complained it was cumbersome in 2012, they did another beta test where they did a mobile app with an electronically preload prepaid credit card. Oh man, actually, you know what? I can give, I can kind of give the other side of this because I worked at a movie theater when MoviePass was like really in its heyday. Yeah, and man, this is 2012. Fucking oh really? Yeah, we're talking 2012 when they oh, came up with wow. the card. Wow, I didn't idea. know it was around for that long. Yeah, I yeah, was, uh, I was working at a theater in 2017 and. Man, oh man, nobody knew. That's incredible. It had been out for five years and people still couldn't figure out how to use the fucking mobile app? Yep. Uh, MoviePass claimed the card could be used at all cinemas, except AMC theaters publicly went, we're not going to accept it. No. Like, you can't just make claims like that. This isn't how business works. Then in August of last year, 2017, majority stake in MoviePass was sold to the analytics firm Helios and Matheson. Then... They announced their new idea of nine ninety five per month for a year of free movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lo, uh, someone named Lowe, whose last name is Lowe, who works for this company, explained that after years of studying and analysis, we found that people want to go to the movies more often. Yeah, it's almost like yeah, it's dude. almost like making art more accessible for people will make them want to go out and enjoy more art. That was their idea. They were just surprised that like people who weren't rich wanted to go see movies, which is like Yeah, yeah dog. Yeah, dog. Poor people can like art, you fucking goon. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like it just shows how ingrained the lower class, middle class, upper class system is to people when people on the other upper class are like, the poors eat food. Food? Yeah, which is like legitimate things that I, I know we're all having fun here, but like he literally just was like, it turns out people with low income will go to the movies if we help Whoa. if we help them supplement that. Which is like the, literally, you're just you're a moron. Like I can't not unsee you as just a complete tool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Helios and Matheson CEO Ted Farnsworth stated the service wanted to increase the size of its. Or, bleh, this is not important. Basically, they were like, hey, we want to make money by not making money. The, it doesn't, it's not a good sound business model because they would just pay for your movies and you give them, like, 90 bucks. Yeah. After announcing the new pricing, the company's website went down due to increase in traffic. By September of 2017, the number of subscribers had increased to 400,000, to 600,000 in mid-October, to 1 million in December, to 2 million in February. In June 2018, the company announced in a press release that it had more than 3 million paying subscribers. So let's think about that for a second. 
you you buy a year for about nine ninety five a month. That's a, with like they do like a weird discount thing. It basically comes out to about like ninety bucks. Mm-hmm. So three million people plus have have paid ninety dollars. That's no two hundred and seventy million. That's two hundred and seventy million dollars by February. Mm-hmm. In April 2018, MoviePass quietly removed the unlimited plan for new customers and replaced it with a new plan limited to three movies per month. We just wanted to try something different. It's like a new promotion, they said. People had suspected that they had ran out of money. Yeah, because it was bound to happen eventually. The unlimited plan was reinstated two weeks later, but the limited plan was still there as an option for $7.95 a month. They were absolutely committed to keeping the unlimited plan. In May 2018, the company lost $40 million. In late 20, June 2018, Forbes reported that MoviePass was responding to the creation of the competitor AMC Stubbs A-List by announcing new fees. Basically, movie theaters caught on to what they were doing and offered their own rewards programs. Yeah. MoviePass took a fucking dive. Then they launched a, 60, a $164 million bond sale. Uh, they kept changing what would happen if you use MoviePass. Uh, Helios and Matheson in July filed to raise $1.2 billion to keep MoviePass solvent. So I didn't know that you could just file to be like, hey, give us money so we can keep this thing afloat. Like, you can just do that. Yeah, that's that's how, like, so many failing businesses stay in business. Is be- I mean, like, yeah, well, like this is, like, the classic example of, like, oh, like, capitalism is the most efficient system, waka waka. Following a service interruption on July 26th, the firm announced that it was forced to borrow $5 million in order to continue its operations. Auditors doubted whether the company would remain in business, and the weekend following this disruption, there were reports that screenings of Mission Impossible Fallout had been blacked out from service. The following Monday, the company announced it would not be offering services for upcoming major releases, major releases such as The Meg, which was projected to debut at about $20 million, but would continue operating for smaller films, albeit with continued peak pricing. I want to, by the way, jump in really quick here and, and to all the naysayers out there who are like, this is why socialism can't work. This is an example of like a, I mean, this is not socialism really, no. but also like the idea of this, like socialism can't successfully function in a capitalist system because they are like counter to one another. So, you know, just wanted to throw that out there. No, it, it, it this isn't socialism. It's a bunch of capitalists trying to you do socialism. You got tricked into socialism, yeah. On August 6, 2018, MoviePass backtracked on plans to raise its monthly fee from nine ninety five to fourteen ninety five, but announced that it would instead limit subscribers to three free tickets per month. MoviePass stated the measure was intended uh, intended to project longevity of our company and prevent abuse of the service. Um, so tonight, Jane and I were going to go see a movie. We we're going to use MoviePass. We we're going to go see Eighth Grade, the A24 oh, yeah. Bo movie. It is a smaller, independent movie. Uh, it's not a big, major release this weekend. It's not The Meg or anything like that. And turns out MoviePass wouldn't let us go see it so jane did some researching and she looked up movie pass on twitter and there are people being like oh it seems like movie pass is saying that there's no movies playing in the state of connecticut just no movies <laughs> here and we looked and there are no movies playing in california like wow. at all except for slender man oh, and wow. the spy who dumped me got it <laughs> Two really stellar pictures i'm sure so i just wanted to give everybody like hey small independent film the spy who dumped me yeah uh, MoviePass is a great idea that is not being done well, and I think it's also just very, very funny to watch them kind of scramble and backtrack and lie about how it's going. Rips. Well, that was fun. 
tune in to this ad to hear about another show on the network that you should check out and listen to, and then hop back, and I'm going to talk about Tumblr drama. People ask me, why should I listen to your podcast? Because there's like 10 million X-Files podcasts in there. I say, one, we give great commentary. Because all those other X-Files podcasts, they're just like fucking masturbating over Chris Carter's creation. Yeah. Number two, we will make you come. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's going to happen. Well, <laughs> we'll hit a button sooner or later. Yeah, we're, you know what? We're going to cover so many fucking hot topics. And one of them, someday, going to be yours. Be and yours. you might not even know it. <laughs> You'll be sitting there listening, you'll be like, oh, damn. <laughs> I completed, and I didn't even know that was my thing. Five stars. <laughs> Review, please. Catch the Double X Files, Tuesdays at noon on your favorite podcast app. Baby, we'll treat you so right. First, a brief prelude. Again, a lot of these people are young. This is part of the reason the drama gets so fun and juicy and messy. It means also that while their youth is not an excuse for problematic behavior, it is something to bear in mind as the various actors in these stories make mistakes and or perform strange or harmful practice. This will be one of three, uh, this will be a three story anthology. I'm ready. Sixpence Heels. Is that one of the titles? Yes. Okay. Sixpence, uh, with three E's at the end, was, and I believe still is, a Tumblr blogger who mostly focuses on horror and supernatural-themed blogging. Until... She's the only one who's ever come up with this idea. God, this doesn't even get into, like, the weird Tumblr fandoms around, like, serial killers and stuff. I don't want to Yo, know. hey, hey, whose mans is this? Like, come get your mans. What the fuck, guys? Like, Charles Manson is not cool. But Ted Bundy was hot. No. <laughs> Until May of 2017, when Sixpence decided to throw her hat in a different ring. Post. Introducing Sixpence Heels. So I notice how unhappiness can really plague us. Okay. Sometimes life throws so many curveballs at us. It prevents us from being happy and free-spirited. I really want to reach out and help people break free of certain negative patterns in their lives. Okay. So I've created Sixpence Heels. I am an extremely intuitive and empathetic individual. I will never judge or... Oh, man. Fuck. I didn't read that line originally. God damn. That's going to... Who, that's gonna a, come back, huh? There is a turn in this story that suggests that this person actually maybe doesn't feel empathy. I will never judge or disclose any of your problems to anyone. I will help you transcend confusion and self-limiting beliefs so that you can be the best version of yourself. Here's how it works. One, you Got a shoot, hole in the box. <laughs> you shoot me an email at sixpence at gmail.com saying you'd like to participate in the Sixpence Heels program. Please include Sixpence Heels on the title line. I will send you a short survey you can fill out that will let me know more about you. It will help me pick up patterns and habits that may not be so clear to you. You will type up all your major slash minor doubts, anything at all you want clarity on in the present time. Four, I will take out the time to write an individualized and personal report that will really help and guide you. I will include resources if you need. 
five i will also keep in touch with you and follow up with you i will do my best to help you with the cards that you've dealt some regulations the price is thirty dollars per person that's not that bad I will only be taking 10 to 15 people a month because I will really be spending a lot of time on each person's reports. It's a first-come, first-served basis. This is not in any way a substitution for mental health and medical treatment. Thank you for reading, and I really hope to be of service to you. In summation, Sixpence Heals was a project where people could pay Sixpence $30 to submit what amounted to a list of mental health struggles they were experiencing, and in return, she would craft a personalized guide for them. This idea was almost immediately criticized for numerous reasons. One, she is not a health professional, not a mental health professional, so her advice could be unhelpful at best and damaging at worst. Or maybe she could, like, luck into something, but, like, that's, this is not, I know she says, like, this is not a substitute, but, like, it's, like, she's propositioning it's it called as one. Sixpence Heels. Yeah. Some accused her of exploiting people who were unable to afford therapy by offering a comparatively reduced rate for a service she could not provide. Uh, make mental health care, including mental health care, more affordable, everybody. Yep. Additionally, this is a incredibly reductive approach to helping people with mental health struggles. It requires some knowledge of the person beyond check boxes on a survey. The next day, Sixpence canceled the project, but what? the spotlight remained. Because when you piss off Tumblr users, they'll fucking get you. Yeah, they're not exactly known to, like, let things lie. <laughs> This effort eventually uncovered that Sixpence's family owned a child servant. What? Yep. Wait. <laughs> yep. Wow. When asked uh, why, and she defended this practice, and when asked why, uh, she had this to say, quote, It really sucks. I wish our eight-year-old was in school, but that's what they do here. Not just my family, but every slightly wealthy family. Wait, what? Hold on. Where are you living? Like, where is the, the I I, uh, I couldn't I couldn't find like exactly where she lived. Oh, but Jonestown, like, Guyana. It, it's not in the U.S. It's yeah, not, yeah, definitely not in the U.S. It's fucking. <laughs> it's in the deep web, <laughs> deep web Croatia. I mean, and that's it. That's where it ends. It's like, it literally like this person was like, hey. I don't know dick about mental health. Oh, Pay me money and I'll come up with something for you. Also, oh, I own a, child, a child slave. Whew. Story number two. Towing the line. Well, someone's going to lose a toe in this one. A young woman named Haley had a very special relationship with her toe. It was the second to last toe on her left foot and it was smaller than the rest, causing it to overlap with her other toes. Her cousin once locked her in a pantry and called her stubby with his friends until his mother let her out. She attributes her thick skin to moments like this to her toe. Unfortunately, they were not destined to be together. In 2010, Haley removed the toe on recommendation from a medical professional. Many would choose to dispose of the toe, but Haley, compelled by a certain spirituality as well as her history with her toe, chose to keep it. Quote, I've known intuitively since a young age to keep my body parts. When I die, I'd like to be buried or cremated whole. I'll let my loved ones decide to do what to do with my remains, but it's important to me for spiritual reasons that I'm all together. End quote. Okay. I would just like to say that I was right. Someone lost a toe. For six years, the toe remained in a jar of preservative fluids, mocking her silently. Wait, hold on. Enter Tumblr user... Cummy eyelids, aka Lana. <laughs> Fucking love Tumblr so much. Cummy eyelids. All right. 
Lana specializes in converting remains into jewelry, mostly dealing in the remains of animals. However, she had done work on human remains before and one day opened her mail to find Haley's toe. Liam, do you want to see a picture? No, but you'll show them it. Here you go. Man, that's a yucky little toe. Yeah, it looks like shitty baby porn. Quote from Coming Eyelids. A few days ago, I received a very special package in the mail. It contained this amputated human toe belonging to the lovely Roy Alley Oily. Royally Royal, Royal, oily. oily. That's a terrible handle. Yuck. Like, literally, this is a toe off of her foot. I'll be changing the solution, putting it in a new pretty jar, and potentially making it into a wearable pendant. Taking on this project is so super meaningful to me, more so than any other jewelry project I've taken on, including the engagement ring. I'm well, that so... engagement was, was made out of her, like a ring of a lower Yeah, Yeah, ba- listen, those babies those were perpetuating the institution of marriage, and this is about reuniting a woman with her toe. I'm so appreciative of your trust in me, and I'm so excited to get to work on this. Also, I can't see because my eyelids are covered in cum, and it's sealed up shut and crusted <laughs> over. Please, someone help. Uh, Haley uh, described being brought to tears by this post and also <laughs> but said, she cried come quote I actually get depressed sometimes just thinking about how it was a part of me and now it's not I know that it sounds insane but whatever it's just true I'm hoping that by giving myself the option to wear it again I'll be able to let go of some of the guilt I feel for removing it this story actually does just kind of have a nice little ending Lana made her a fucking toe necklace and I think she wears it sometimes sometimes it's not an everyday necklace alright and now the final story, the big one, the one that made me realize I needed to do a part two of this now. Rabiosexual. Back in July of this year, our Lord, 2018, a blog appears, Rabid Loving. Run by a 19-year-old individual going by the name of Spencer, the blog quickly attracts attention for its, uh, let's call it, fringe posting. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the exact wording of the big initial post because the blog has now been deleted. Uh, so I'll have to paraphrase, but it went along uh, something along the lines of being really scared that his parents uh, vaccinated him against rabies because he would really, really, really like to get rabies. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, bye, Tom. Here's a, All right, bye, Liam. Bye, buddy. Here's another post of his that could shed a little light on exactly why and what that means. Quote, I love foaming in the mouth. My sexuality. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm rabioromantic gray bisexual. What is rabioromantic? I'm self-diagnosed with rabies, and it affects all aspects of my life, including my sexuality. Rabioromantic means I experience romance in a very thoughtless and aggressive why. I am, for example, really into platonic BDSM and such. I'm not, like, an expert on BDSM, but I, I don't think that BDSM... I mean, it's like not, it's not platonic. Like there's there's a level of, of intimacy. I guess like I guess like purely. I, I guess like would you? I mean, like if you're fucking somebody, it's not purely platonic. Even if you're not like I, in a relationship. Yeah, I think maybe I think, I'm not totally clear on the terminology. Me, me neither. But, but I would feel that the relationship between people perform. Or I hate to say performing because it makes it like the, the participating, yeah, participating in BDSM, in BDSM. I think I feel like they would be a little bit offended. To I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I, again, I, I I feel like platonic isn't the right word to use because it feels like a much more intimate yeah and like and, personal and i should thing. say part of the reason I, i'm gonna get into this in a little more in depth in a minute but like part of the reason that i i'm approaching this with like a little more skepticism than i do other things is because like this might this is probably it's like half troll half not yeah it's very messy which is why it's so good if we're wrong on the bd uh, bd uh, 
I, I forgot the order of BDSM. the letters. I'm very tired. If we were wrong on that, then please let us know. Yeah. But it also, but if 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 we have listeners who are part of that scene and they're like, no, yeah, it's weird that he referred to it as platonic. Yeah, also, let us know because I'm fascinated. Continue quote. I tend to also be attracted to non-rabies people since it's basically my illness is goal to infect other people. It's only what romantic though, not sexual. What is a gray bisexual? I have sexual feelings towards men and women, but I'm repulsed sometimes. Color. Me too, I bud. I mean, that's life, buddy. Gray bisexual. I'm attracted to men and women and the color gray. <laughs> do you okay? Do you have any questions for me at this point? Like, yeah. Why? Well, why? It's at this point in the story that I'd like to introduce that this may have been a troll. The way Spencer uses affirming language mirrors that of HIV activism in a way that also kind of echoes uh, like channer mock speak for sjw's quote unquote sure additionally rabid loving also sounds a little similar to hiv living uh but because of details that come later on in this story i i do think that this is like a combination of like weird kids on tumblr and also trolling but I, i'm not gonna spoil it quite yet here's another post from spencer my story I've always had a particular closeness to the concept of rabies and identified as rabioromantic before my diagnosis. <laughs> I decided for the sake of my mental health that I would become infected. Oh, what? This oh, past no. year. It's like a, it's a bad disease for humans to get. Yeah, it will kill you. So he's like attracted to the idea of getting rabies? Well, again, like this is probably, this part, this part is probably a troll. This past year, I met a girl online who was born with rabies and said she could infect me. Pause. You can't be, be born. You can be born with rabies if the in individual carrying the child is also uh, infected. A no, no, no. It is an infected human. That being said, this is like a one hundred percent fatality rate. You, the baby will either die in the womb or very shortly after birth. It is like not possible or safe to treat. Unpause. I'm in the incubation period. Oh wait. I refuse to go to a doctor as they tend not to understand rabies slash virosexuals, so please don't ask me to. Does this mean they, <laughs> they keep yelling at me, stop, what are you doing? This isn't right. You need help. Does this mean that you're going to die soon? Short answer, no. Contrary to belief, rabies doesn't actually kill you. Pause. False. Also untrue. You do need to seek medical treatment for rabies. I'm in the incubation period ATM, so I have no symptoms. Everyone experiences rabies differently, and I could potentially live a full, happy life. For example, the girl who bit me was born with rabies and hasn't died yet. False. No one bit you. You've made all this up. Are you going to infect other people? Not unless they really want me to. I currently curb my biting impulses by biting into raw steaks. So I'm fine and safe to be So around. I have salmonella and I have diarrhea all the time, always. <laughs> Every time you see me, I'm either about to have diarrhea or just had diarrhea. I've never had rabies and th that girl I'm talking about doesn't exist. <laughs> Continue. All right, that's the end of the quote. <laughs> This is spun out into a not insignificant phenomenon of other people purporting to be rabiosexual, nope. either in seriousness or in jest, including flags, tags, and posts like, quote, attention all rabisexuals. It's okay if you foam at the mouth in public, you bite your pet unintentionally, you only have half rabies or quarter rabies, a rabies episode goes on for more than two hours, you hiss at your friends who don't understand, you are valid. Your rabies are valid don't let anybody get you down Ooh, woo. 
I hate shit like this because they use language from actual oppressed and marginalized groups. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, a bunch of these posts, like, probably are trolls, and there's, like, definitely a couple sprinkled in there that are not. Uh, because, again, a lot of young people on Tumblr. Um, and, you know, as, you know, we've just, we, like, we live in postmodern hell. We, the yeah. meaning is destroyed. Nothing yeah. matters. Everything is real and nothing is either. Yep. But we've forgotten about the real hero of this story, Spencer. On July 27th, supposedly egged on by his boyfriend, Anthony, Spencer went into the woods and got bit by a raccoon to get rabies. Again, I guess? <laughs> well, it didn't stick the first time. The pictures, however, looked off. Now, everything from here on out comes from the only source I could find, Twitter user at RabidLovingUpdates. And also, for the rest of the story, I would like to issue a trigger warning involving dissociative identity disorder and drug abuse you can skip to the self-care corner by finding the time code in the description it's unclear whether the following is true given the likely troll nature of these posts though i could find other posts from people that seem to line up with the summaries provided on at rabid loving updates so a specific narrative has been established at this point and it's so specific and and detailed that like it it seems like this might have actually happened and, and interfered with the rabies troll. A troll was bitten by a rabid <laughs> raccoon? It would seem that Spencer uh, has dissociative identity disorder and his alters divulged certain information about him and his boyfriend that were fucking wild. Oh no. After the rabies bite photos, one of Spencer's alters, Brandon, states that he hates the whole rabies thing and has some dirt on Anthony. Then... Another alt, Sweeney, posts a bunch of raccoon pictures. Most are just real-life animals, but a few include furry art. Brandon resurfaces and tells everyone that Anthony is cheating on Spencer. Not only that, but Brandon also reveals that it was in fact Anthony who bit Spencer and not a raccoon for those photos. Right, right. This apparently came on the heels of a uh, session where both of them smoked crack. What? <laughs> And then finally, he reveals that the cafe Anthony claims to work at says that nobody by the name of Anthony works there. Rabid Loving is deleted. Uh, the A new blog is created briefly and then disappears once again into the ether. And that's the story of Rabid Loving. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, that might have just been like people having some troubles. Uh, I hate the internet. Kind of like spiraling in weird ways where it like might have initiated as a Channer troll and then like some personal shit got involved in it. Fucking Tumblr is the most wild website on the internet. Uh, I'll probably do more Tumblr drama episodes. Yeah, I mean... I might talk. They're the gift that yeah. keeps on making me confused. Not to not to get not to spoil anything, but I think I might talk about the uh, the Hitlerkin episode where somebody I, I who identifies as Hitler has like a complete meltdown, and we can really just poke fun at them. Oh my god! Oh my god! Tumblr's fucking amazing. Tumblr's my favorite website on the internet. <laughs> oh look we're at the corner of self and care oh god what's your self-care corner at the end of every episode we do a self-care corner because sometimes things get fucking weird on this program and we like to balance it out liam what's your self-care corner this week uh well i am now a contributing writer to the hard drive fuck yeah dog so hey 
why don't you go follow the hard drive on Twitter and Facebook, maybe? And other places that you follow things. Uh, I'll have an article coming out soon, which I'm very excited about. News piece? Comedy piece? Satire. It's a crazy world we live in. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited, and it's really fun, and yay. Uh, my self-care corner for this week is, uh, oh, I got a, I got a new haircut. I, you did. I did. I got a different haircut. It's like the side buzz kind of, but I decided to keep some of the length of my hair. Half a Skrillex. Yeah. Half, I, I forget really... what the actual term is. It's like a, not a fade. That's what I had. Uh, right in. Tell us what it is. Tell us what my haircut is. You can see it on my Twitter, Abby. How'd your parents like it? <laughs> my I sent a photo to my parents, and my dad said that it was very creative. And oh, I told them about it over the phone, and they got so mad that they didn't say anything and just changed the subject. Uh, my dad, I then sent a photo, and he said it was very creative, and my mom said it was very punk rock esque, all one word. <laughs> right, you're doing the rest of the podcast on your. This, I'm done. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Media Majors. We've been the majors. We love, love the you. media. You can find us on Twitter at Media we have a, Majors Cast. We have a plug section on the website. Yeah, check out me, uh, MajorCastNetwork.com and listen to the other like fucking fantastic shows on the network. It's good shit, man. Um, you can email us at MediaMajorsPodcast at gmail.com. And we love you. We're going to go to the pool. We'll Bye. be there for you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.